Do you know who was named the best putting mat in 2022 by my golf spy? It was the mats from Birdie Ball. It'll help you sink more putts and make more birdies with a Birdie Ball putting green, all in the comfort of your own home. Check out Birdie Ball online at birdieball.com. Birdie Ball is here to make golf more fun and accessible. Find out more at birdieball.com. It's time for Grilling at the Green. Join Jeff Tracy as he explores the golfing lifestyle and tries to keep it in the short grass for the hackers, dew sweepers, and turf spankers. Here's Jeff. Just open up the door and let's take good times in. Tomorrow's going to be better than today. Everybody, welcome to Grilling at the Green here in Portland on AM860 and, of course, in um, in Tulsa and in Texas and Pennsylvania and, more importantly, on the Golf News Network, iHeart Channel, um, 24-7.golf. That's all we do. We'd like to thank the folks at Painted Hills Natural Beef, Beef the Way Nature Intended, and also Birdie Ball. Birdie Ball rated the, uh, well, in fact, two 2022 birdie ball was rated the number one putting green for you know practice putting green that you could take with you pick up and go and also they're they're little birdie balls that look like napkin rings so you can practice with those in the backyard so check out birdie ball at birdieball.com well we've got todd kolb on today todd is uh, a, a decodian can i say it that way yeah you got that right okay uh todd was the 2010 and 2014 decoded chapter of uh, PGA Teacher of the Year, and also in 2008, he went across the border and he went up to Minnesota, snuck in there for a year <laughs> in 2008. Todd, welcome. How are you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. I appreciate the opportunity to be here. And uh, anytime we can talk about golf, uh, we we, we want to be here and share what share what we've learned. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I'm all in on that. Uh, first question: What possessed you? Uh, and pointed you in the direction of becoming a PGA professional and slash uh, an instructor. Yeah. Well, I, I like a lot of uh, uh, people who got in, who are in the golf business or have gotten into the golf business. Of course, I was introduced to the game as, as a, as a child, my parents, uh, my dad was, is a fireman. Well, he's retired now, of course, but fireman by trade, mom's a school teacher. So they had a lot of time off in the summer. And my dad took up the game late in life. And I have uh, myself and I have two siblings, two sisters who are both younger than me. And he took up golf later. I'm saying, you know, 28, 29 in that time frame of his mm-hmm. life and introduced us to the game, just thought it was a great game and and kind of off we went and just started playing the game. And then, um, you know, it's interesting how life goes, Jeff. You, you have these moments when you look back on them and you're like, at the moment, you don't realize how big it is in your life. But yeah. then you get older and you reflect back, you're like, and that was a big turning point. And that happened for me around the age of 13. I caddied at the local country club here in town. My dad had introduced me to the game. I liked the game. I was playing it kind of, uh, you know, competitively in the junior deal and stuff like that. Met a, a gentleman by the name of Dave Hanton um, and caddied for him. Um, long story short, is he uh, was a banker, uh, played golf at ASU, was a great golfer, South Dakota Golf Hall of Fame and whatnot. But he opened up a golf course called Willow Run Golf Course, went to work for him out there. Picked the range, worked in the shop, did all the standard stuff we all do, kind of just worked my way up. And when I graduated from New Mexico State um, in 1993 and got my PGA degree, I wanted to start coaching golf and uh, doing that. And he allowed me to do that. And I was there for 25 years. So um, been very blessed, introduced to the game at a young age and had some good mentors uh, growing up. Wow, that's a great, great story, Todd. Was your dad any good at it? 
You know what? He's pretty solid. Yes. He, yeah. he, uh, uh, kind of like a lot of, I have two children myself who play the game. And so early on, he of course worked on his game a lot, but as I got a little bit older, 11, 12, 13, 14, and my siblings, my sisters who are younger, they started playing more golf. He played less golf. Yeah. <laughs> so our games got better. His game got worse as parents. We all can kind of relate to that. But yeah. <laughs> he was probably, uh, oh gosh, at his, at his peak, probably a, a one, two handicap. He could oh, play wow. the game really well. And, uh, but most importantly, you know, he spent time with us, teaching us the game. And my mom, of course, was there always watching, but he taught us the importance of, of fundamentals, Jeff, like, you know, just a good grip, a good stance, good tempo, good rhythm. You know, like I said, he's a fireman by trade, but he knew the importance of basic fundamentals and that got us going on the right trajectory. Well, if he was a fireman, he definitely had some athletic ability because you got to <laughs> climb up and down those trucks and drag hoses and ladders <laughs> and all that stuff. So you, you got to be somewhat fit to do all that. Oh, yeah. Fitness has always been a big part of, of our life. Absolutely. Oh, good for you. Good for you. Since you've uh, picked up the mantle of teacher, uh, Todd, and instructor, what changes have you seen? Um, you just talked about the fundamentals that your father taught you. That doesn't go away. But let me interject something, and then maybe it'll help you see the direction of this answer. You can pick up any golf magazine. They're all great. You know, they're four color, they're slick, they're this and that. And you can find, if you put a whole year's editions together, you could find a half a dozen ways out of those ed year's editions to hit the same shot. Mm -hmm. And I understand not every situation is the same and not every shot is the same. But don't you think that confuses sometimes potential students or people that are practicing? Um, I quit taking those tips. I just go out and do what I can do because, you know, one guy would say, you know, bring it in shallow when, you know, bring it in steep, sweep it, whatever the tip is. And after a while, you know, you're kind of standing there scratching your head. And so back to your question that I asked you, have we seen a, a change in from going to all those tips now into kind of maybe narrowing it down and being more precise with how we instruct uh, potential students certain things? Well, I'm really glad that you asked that. And I know we'll talk probably a little bit later about, about uh, the book that I wrote called The Bad Lie, because it really, you, what you just mentioned there really ties into that. Um, but to answer that question specifically, I would say, um, you know, at the, one of the beauties with with age is uh, comes wisdom <laughs> and uh, golf is very trendy, like all things in the world these days. It's very trendy. And, you, you know, if you pick up a, a I don't want to pick on a particular no, magazine yeah. or, or whatever, but I'm just saying in general, if you pick up some form of publication or watch on TV, a particular thing, what you'll see is who who played well that week and how you should be doing that. Um, and then the next week, somebody else wins. And, you know, in the 70s, when I started first watching golf, we had, you know, Jack Nicklaus and Johnny Miller and Tom Watson. And, you know, he had that kind of stuff. And then and then we had another phase where we went through different things. And so um, I think at times I believe the game uh, instructors, I throw myself in this category, have made the game way too complicated. Uh, I feel like the game was was not necessarily easier when I was a kid, mm -hmm. but the way to play the game was easier. Fundamentals. Now, you know, and there's nothing wrong with technology. Listen, we use technology in our academies every single day. But what has happened at times is, is that we have confused the regular player who just simply doesn't, they don't care about the angle of attack and the spin rate and all these types of things. What they just want to know is say, hey, Jim, you got to move the ball back a little bit and get squared up with your stance. You know, and I think that at times 
Uh, we're living in, in, a, in an age right now where we overcomplicate the game and, and we've gotten away from, from the simplicity of the fundamentals. Now, I do think that we're starting to see a little bit of shift in that. And I think we'll eventually over the next decade, we'll see us getting back more to keeping the game. Not easy. It's never easy, but keep no. it more simple. Yeah. And I mean, you know, you watch on TV, on, on the golf channel and stuff, and they get playing lessons from the pros mm -hmm. and those two. And they're, they're good. Um, the main thing is they work for that particular individual. Um, and that this is the way I look at it. Okay. They, they work for that individual, that player, and they're on one of the tours and they're doing great. Jeff can't go out and hit that shot that way. I'm not built like them. I'm Amen. not, you know, I'm not 25 anymore. I'm not as fit by a long shot as I was at that age. Um, you know, I can't hit a nine iron 160 yards anymore, mm -hmm. you know, type mm -hmm. thing. So that's why I, I always like to ask that question because uh, some of the younger instructors who I have a lot of respect for, but they're very much into technology. And it's like, can't you just let them swing the club? That's what well, I'm asking. Can't you just let them swing the club? Well, listen, you're speaking to me. And, and you know, I, I the book I wrote called The Bad Lie. Literally, yeah. it's called The Bad Lie. The subtitle is Why Traditional Golf Instruction is Failing You. And and you hit the nail on the head there, Jeff. It's not that this. I don't want to. Be, I want to be very clear about this. It's not that what other people are teaching in the technology world, and that you mm -hmm. mentioned the younger sort, is a bad thing. That's that's not a bad thing. I'm not saying mm -hmm. that at all. But what I'm saying is that when I have somebody walk into my lesson team, and they're uh, 62 years old, newly retired, love golf, uh, have a bunged up, a banged up knee from football when they were in high school, and just had it replaced, they're not going to swing like John Rum. They're no. not going to. They're they're not going to swing like Roy McIlroy. And so, but they still can play great golf. And so part, I've always believed that, yes, I have core principles that I believe in, the fundamentals and things like that. But ultimately, great coaching is about helping the individual find their swing, their swing. And, and it can be different for, for each individual. I don't think you can put everybody into one box. There's just no way. No, I don't think he can. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to be back with Todd Kolb. Uh, talk some more about golf, golf instruction, PGA. You never know what's going to come out of our mouths. So anyway, we'll be back in just a minute. Stay with us. Hi, everybody. It's JT, and this is a special version of Grilling at the Green. Grilling at the Green is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Welcome back to Grilling at the Green. Um, Portland Classic is coming up here in a couple of weeks, uh, August 31st through September 9th out at Columbia Edgewater. It's great to go out and see the ladies play. And uh, for those of you uh, dunderheads that don't think the women can compete as well as the men, I challenge you to go out and keep up with them. That's all I'm mm -hmm. going to say about that because they can. Also, it's time for our um, weekly golf Tip travel tips. How's that? Can you say that three times, Todd? Um, it, we've been talking about traveling a little bit uh, more extensively, flying with your golf clubs lately. Uh, I came up with a couple of things. One, try to get a nonstop flight, which is almost impossible, especially if you're going back to the Carolinas or 
you know, down to maybe from where I live to Southern California. But other than that, it's pretty much impossible to get a single uh, nonstop flight. Don't forget your bags are considered oversized when you check them. So it's going to cost you some dough. Um, think about a cab service or, or a, you know, limo driver or something. And don't put your um, expensive electronic toys in your bag. And the other thing is, I've learned this the hard way. I'm sure Todd has, too. You got to kind of pack for any kind of weather, especially in the spring and the fall, because it may say it's 92 there on Tuesday. But by the time you get there Thursday, uh, it's raining and 56. So there you go. And this has been brought to you by the Western dealerships. For 40 years, that has not changed their one thing on their mind is customer service, and they do it well. You can find out more about Weston Kia out on Southeast Stark in Gresham, Oregon, or any Kia dealer near you. Now let's get back and talk some more with uh, Todd Kolb. Um, you know, you said that right at the end of the last segment, Todd, that just letting them hit hit the ball. You know, um, I've 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 watched some instructors from afar and they're a little younger and they do a lot of this, you know, I don't know if you can see me do it, but they're kind of like, you know, they got, they got them addressing the ball, but they're not a full swing, you know, and they're not, they're not uh, brushing the grass or anything. They're just, they're just taking these little swings. And I don't know, that's not the way I learned. Of course I grabbed a couple of little busted clubs out of the, uh, the woodshed when I was getting went out in the pasture and started whacking them. That's how I learned. But uh, I wanted your thoughts on that too. And then we'll get off this subject and move on. I promise. Yeah. Well, I think, I, I think it's an, it's, it's, it's really an important topic because um, like we've already said a couple of times, I mean, it's not that it's bad instruction, good instruction, but, but is it the right instruction for you and where you're at in, in your stage of life and what your body can do? And, and, and I think that people can be disheartened and discouraged when, when they're trying to be, you know, the pull up and Hey, I used to do this, a pull up a split screen. Oh, here's Tiger Woods. And here's you and see how Tiger doing this. And you're not doing that. And it's like, okay, you know, really like, I'm not, I'm not going to swing like Tiger Woods. And so um, I think the real journey in golf the and where golf instructors become i think their best is when they guide the process they don't dictate i've never been somebody who dictates i've never had mm -hmm. lessons say you have got to do this i guide the process and, and help them understand what works best for them especially as people age now if i get somebody walks onto my lesson tee and and mom drops them off and they're a 12 year old and they're like hey dot uh, uh coach i love golf i want to make my high school team i'm going to mold them into a particular style that I think is best suited, you know, for them long-term. But sure. when somebody walks onto my lesson team, they're 45, they're 65, they're an executive, they're they're newly to the game or whatever. I've got to be realistic about what I can do with them. And I would just, just advise people to find their swing and work, what works best for them. And don't feel like you've got to fall into somebody's perception of what the golf swing needs to be. How long did it take you to learn that as a teacher? Wow. Well, like all people, it took me a long time. I mean, mm -hmm. because, because I, you know where I think it comes from, um, Jeff, is I think it comes from when, when you're young, you want everything to fit into a box. You want, Hey, if I do a, I get B, if I do C. And then as you age, you realize like, you know what, you know, there's different things that happen. I need to be able to, to work this matrix. The example I use a lot with my, with my coaching staff is we'll use a Rubik's cube. I said, hey, look at this Rubik's Cube. And they're like, okay, if I try to get blue on this one particular side, okay, and I get blue, what happens to all the other sides? Well, they all start adjusting also, right? Mm -hmm. And the golf swing is the same way. When you make an adjustment over here, 
we might not have the knowledge or the skill set or the experience to understand how it's going to impact the other sides of the Rubik's Cube. But when you're young, you want it to be very systematic. But the golf swing is not systematic. And I think with age, you realize, hey, when I twist over here, I'm going to get this reaction over there. And you can offset a lot of what uh, could be um, uh, challenges for the student. Yeah. For if you swing like me, when you twist over here, the, the other side goes, nope, <laughs> <laughs> you're not doing that, pal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. I uh, I think the one thing I ever heard, Todd, that made it was the simplest thing. It just, and we, we've all heard it a million times, but it was like, just advance the ball. And I know that I'm a little older than you are and stuff. And, and the crew I run with, they're all about my age. And some of them, like you just said, are picking up the game later in life. You know, they're retired teachers. So they're getting out of that at 55, 58, 60. And that might be their second year of playing. But I noticed that the instruction that they've got that really works is just advance the ball. Yeah. And, and um, you know, nobody ever said that to me. But quite honestly, I never had a golf lesson until about six years ago. Mm. I just never had time to do it. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. I enjoyed playing it. And and so, yeah, my game's gotten better since then. But it's uh, if somebody would have told me that in my 30s, all you want to do is advance the ball. Of course, knowing me, I'd have picked it up and chucked it. But you know, <laughs> well, I'll that. give you. Yeah, if I could get, I'll give you two quick examples of sure. it. Sure. Because people think it's only like, but even at the top level, I, I exchange messages with with uh, a gal I work with on the LPGA. She was playing over in the British Open. She sent over a couple of videos of her putting. My advice to her on her putting was to simply just move the weight on her feet from her heels more toward the middle of her foot, or feel like it's more towards her toes because her heel is not okay. Wait, okay, that was it. I had a I had a session this morning with a gentleman who just played in the Corn Ferry event right here uh, down in Omaha, and uh, what did we work on? We we worked on his alignment. His feet and his shoulders weren't in weren't squared up in alignment. The minute we did that, boom, he found his golf swing. My point being is is that even at the top level, I believe, in my opinion, I've spent quite a bit of time out on the LPGA. I've, I spent no time on the PGA Tour in, in full transparency, but even at the top level, um, there's been a lot of instructors who have made players worse. And, and it's one of the things I advise my young staff is that, you know, you can make somebody worse. You, you might not think you can, but you can make them worse. So be very careful with the words that you use. And, and the minute you say something and the minute that it's out there, it's now it's in your student's head. Absolutely. Uh, we're going to take a break. We're going to be back with Todd Kolb. 2010-2014 uh, PGA Teacher of the Year. And like I said, he slipped across the border in 2008. Uh, the Minnesota chapter, PGA Teacher of the Year. Todd and I will be right back. Stay with us. Do you know who was named the best putting mat in 2022 by My Golf Spy? It was the mats from Birdie Ball. It'll help you sink more putts and make more birdies with a Birdie Ball putting green, all in the comfort of your own home. Check out Birdie Ball online at birdieball.com. Birdie Ball is here to make golf more fun and accessible. Find out more at birdieball.com. Welcome back to Grilling at the Green. I'm JT. Today we're talking with Todd Kolb. Uh, are you in Sioux City right there? Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Sioux, Sioux Falls. Okay. You bet. Okay. So I was reading your stuff on your website. And, and full disclosure here, folks, Todd, we have a mutual friend, but uh, I've never met him until today. 
but I was reading, um, you know, your bio, so to speak on your website, you talk about being a husband, a father, a coach, an entrepreneur, you know, that type of thing. But a couple of things you said, it's ultimately who we surround ourselves with and what we experience that determines our course, uh, in life. And I think that also goes to golf. Don't you? I mean, you obviously do because you wrote that, but I think that's very important. Gosh, a hundred percent. You know, um, your timing is good on this because I was having this conversation this morning with a gentleman, like I said, who I've worked with periodically and he plays in the corn ferry on and off. And, and, and we we're talking about upbringings and my upbringing with, with my father and my mother and this wonderful upbringing. And it was pretty conservative. And, you know, I would say, Hey, let's hit singles more of that philosophy. Let's hit singles. His experience was more like, Hey, let's hit home runs. Let's hit grand slams. Let's go for it all. You know, like yeah. hail Mary's. And, and we were having this wonderful conversation about how great golf is kind of in between and you, and you understand when you need to go for the home runs, when you need to hit the singles and things like that. And, you know, I'm just a big believer in that, you know, who we surround ourselves with um, on the golf course is really has a huge impact. Uh, I mentioned my parents. I mentioned uh, my lovely wife, uh, who's been supportive, uh, Dave Hanton, who gave me an opportunity to start a career that ended up, you know, being a real passion for me to my children, who, you know, who, who spent time, you know, when dad was gone. So um, I don't think very often that golfers, um, when they're thinking about getting better, especially at the better players, the higher level, that they put enough credence um, into what's going on off the golf course and who they're playing with on the course practice and things like that. It has a huge, huge impact. Speaking of that, speaking of huge impacts, I've played a lot of golf with, uh, you know, a, a pickup game that somebody, you know, you've got a threesome and we got an open spot and somebody comes and joins your foursome or whatever. We've all done that. But I always find it interesting that you get somebody that can really just shellac it off the tee. I mean, I played with a, a a doctor and his son a few years ago, and his son wasn't a young guy. He was in his late thirties, early forties, and this and this guy could just powder it off the tee. But his mid game and his short game was no better than mine. Mm. And so, um, do you think that we've put too much emphasis on teaching? You know the big knock it to the sky, um, especially off the tee, instead of like you were saying, hitting singles or then trying to hit a home run. Um, uh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say that we're on the same way, wavelength here um, because he, here's like, we you're talking about environment. So what, what is, what is, you know, a lot of people's exposure to golf because they're busy is you know highlight reels whether it be golf channel espn and so what do they see they see the guy bomb you know dustin johnson hitting a 430 yard drive and driving a par four they see uh jordan spieth you know making a 65 foot putt or holing out from the bunker you know um but what they don't see is thursday morning you know um hitting him a fairway in the middle of the green and two putting for a par they basketball same way what do they see three point dunk you mm -hmm. know all these and and so the young people their environment has taught them, unfortunately, that great golf comes from highlights. And the truth of the matter is that that's not it. It's in my opinion. Yeah. Is distance is, is distance important? Of course it's important. But I see, I see, I don't see people making bogeys because they can't get to par fours and two. I don't see uh people making bogeys because they can't get to par fives and three shots, or they can't hit a par three with with because they don't have the length. 
I see people making bogeys and doubles because they're in the trees, they're in the weeds, they're out of bounds, and they're in the hazard most of the time. And so I my philosophy is more about control your ball. You, you know, you got plenty of distance. Let's get the ball in the fairway. Let's get it on the green. Let's work on our short game and, and let the percentages play out. Well, I think that's very wise because, um, I mean, if I've seen that, I play in a lot of scrambles. Yeah. You know, benefit scrambles because of the shows and stuff. And that's that's great. And I love it. But there's always, um, and I'm guilty of this too. We always try to bring a ringer in. Just, you know, um, if you can get us 325, we'll take care of the rest, you know, type thing. And we do that. And it's all in good fun. But I've seen a lot of people bring in ringers, too. It's nothing personal against them. I just think it's funny because it doesn't always work out the way it is. If they're not used, if they've never played on this course before and the rough is a little more dense and thick and mm -hmm. goes up the side hill where you didn't expect it. Sometimes they run into some problems and it's from the bombers. It's not from the guy that hits it 190 to 225, just kind of a string right out in the middle there. Doesn't have to be a great big high fading, you know, draw or hook or anything. It's just kind of those are the guys that I think they probably have more fun too in the long run. Yeah, you bring up a great point. Well, we'll give you. We'll talk. Let's talk about an example. Let Let's say we we uh, we're playing a a hole that's um whatever four hundred yards and and a tour pro and and they got and they're left with a hundred and thirty yard shot. Okay, well, and it's in the rough and the rough's pretty thick. Well, for a tour pro, because they have the club head speed and they have the skill set, no problem. Yeah, I take that exact same shot and give it to one of my high school girl golfers. I give it to one of my amateur players who's shooting, you know, ninety. That, that's a problem. They don't have the swing speed. They don't have the skill set to hit that shot. And so this whole concept of like, and I'm not trying to knock certain certain no, people in the it. industry, but but this whole concept of the closer you get to the hole, the better off you are, is true for tour professionals because they can hit bunker shots, flop shots. You They got every shot in the bag. That's why they have their name on their bag. The average person doesn't have that shot. They're better off being 150 yards in the middle of the fairway hitting a hybrid than they are 125 yards in the trees trying to hit a cut and a slinger over a bunker. Yeah. 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 We see that a lot. And, uh, you know, it is what it is. Okay. Let's switch gears here, Todd, for a minute. Excuse me. I want to talk about your book. Hmm. Um, first of all, what possessed you to write it? I I've written a book. It's, uh, as John Wayne said years ago in uh real grant, it's an arduous task. You know, <laughs> so. Uh, why did you write it? And uh, tell us, uh, we've got, uh, I don't know, four or five minutes here. Tell us about what's in it. Because I've not read it. I've not read it. So, yeah. well, we'll but I will after. Yeah, we'll get you a copy. And I, and I thank you for asking. So what what prompted me to write it? I think at this stage of my career, 53 years old, um, not that I know everything, but I've learned some things that I wanted to get on paper and I wanted to write down. And one of the big things, a real theme, and we've talked about it a lot here, Jeff, is, is that that you know, traditional where most people are getting their information is typically from the media and the, and the, and it's typically based on what the top level players in the world are doing on that particular week or that particular time frame. Great information. But my experience taught me that that information doesn't apply to 99% of the people who play the game. who have got a bad back or practice once a week or got a bad hip, all the things that we talked about. So what I wanted to do is to provide an alternative voice and say, hey, Find the swing that works well for you. That's why that's why we call the book the bad lie with a play, mm -hmm. a little bit of a play on words, like that you got to find what works best for you. And so what I tried to do is I modified 
some of the coaching to meet more of what we call the experienced golfer, the older golfer, the experienced golfer. It had the, the golf swing, the vertical line swing, it's got more hip turn. It frees up motion, allows them to turn their hips, take some stress off their back, get some range of motion. We like a lead arm that goes a little more straight back and up, a la Tom Watson, uh, Jack Nicholas, Johnny Miller. Uh, because th those players had long careers and and the freedom of the lead arm working more back and up allows for some range of motion and and things mm -hmm. like that. Um, we talked about flaring the toes a little bit so that you can rotate your hips and get some freedom. So the concepts around it are based more for the experienced golfer. And, and that's really what I wanted to do. Provide a place where, hey, I'm over 50, but I love golf just as much as I did when I was 15. But my body doesn't move the same way. And this information, the traditional information, isn't working for me. Where do I go? Hopefully that's where they're going. So one quick question, Todd, before we go to break. What in the hell do you tell your buddy that you, you're golfing with him and he says, keep your head down? <laughs> you know, you get a lot of unsolicited advice at the golf course. Mine is I'd get the double cheeseburger if I was you. That's my <laughs> advice to people. But they're always like, and and these are guys I love them to death, but I, I also womp on them out there, you know, um, like not bragging. Believe me, I have no room for that. But I, I always beat them by five to ten strokes. And <laughs> and I'm happy with it. You know, it's like, yeah, but they're like, I you know, everybody's going to muff a shot. You just do. It's part of yeah. the game. You got to find your swing and you got to have clarity on what works for you. And hopefully a coach, an experienced coach, a good coach will help you find that. And then you got to just stick with that. Yeah. Yeah. That's good advice, Todd. I'm telling you, because sometimes you just want to pick up your wedge and go right, <laughs> right in their head. Todd and I are going to take a break. We're going to be back. Uh, speaking of coaches, Bruce Furman will be back right after the break with his quick tip. And uh, then it'll be Todd and me again to write out the rest of the show. Stay with us. Hi, everybody. It's JT. And this is a special version of Grilling at the Green. Grilling at the Green is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Welcome back to uh, Grilling at the Green. Now is our weekly tip from uh, Mr. Furman. Hi, this is Bruce Furman. I'm the Director of Instruction out at Langdon Farms golf club and i'm going to talk a little bit about course management today uh, i do uh, playing lessons on the course and playing lesson is mostly devoted to course management not too much about mechanics of the swing we do that more on the range so when we when i go out with someone and and i watch them play for the first time and if i tell them okay you play this shot at this time this shot at this time i usually can save them a bunch of strokes without changing their game or not because just playing smart knowing where the exit areas or the safe areas are, what shot to play when, you know, where to leave the golf ball when you're, you're approaching a green, which we call uh, on the safe side or on the short side where the pin's close to that edge. You don't want to leave your ball there. So we learn how to do that. And then we learn all the different short game shots. Which short game shot should we, should we hit here? And certainly a person that learns different short game shots and has, has different shots to play then they have different uh, shots that they can hit, and they, they don't have just one shot. So uh, sometimes a chip is the best shot. Sometimes a putt from off the green is the best shot. Usually the higher you go, the more dangerous it is. So if you try to go low, if that's your first option, you're going to be safer and save more strokes doing that. So next time 
you know, you're struggling with your game, think about getting a, a course management or a playing lesson from your pro. I hope that helps you. Thank you, Bruce. I appreciate that. You can find out more about Bruce Furman. Just go to Langdon Farms, click on instruction, drop down menu. He's the silver haired, good looking guy there. And um, you can set up a lesson with him if you would like to. Uh, don't forget, this show is uh, all over the web like that. On uh, Something I forgot to do the last segment, too, is I'd like to thank the folks at Painted Hills Natural Beef. Uh, they've got a special going on for my shows. Uh, if you go to their online store, when you go to checkout, just type in uh, BBQ Nation, and uh, you get 15% off your order. And also my radio partner, Leanne Whippin, she's got her pig powder. Uh, Todd's looking at me like, what? Uh, it's pig powder. It's just a rub, but it's great stuff. Just go to pigpowder.com. All right, now let's get back and talk to with Todd. Todd, where can people find your book, first of all? Well, you can find it on Amazon. If you just the book is called The Bad Lie. Go to Amazon, you'll find it right there. You could uh, bad uh, bad lie golf. Um, we bad lie golf book we got in there. If you just search the bad lie golf, you'll find it on Amazon, or we do have a particular website. Uh, you can go to VLS Golf, VLSGolf.com. You can find it there as well. Cool. So um, there's. I wanted to get this in the regular show because the after hours we do a lot more fun things there. We get a little goofy, but uh every year we see oh man if you go to the pga show or one of the you know the portland golf show or seattle or kansas city doesn't matter uh a ton of inventions a ton of little you know gonna help you with your swing gonna help you with your putting gonna some of them actually work mm -hmm. you know but a lot of them don't how do people weigh that how do they how do they go to the uh the golf show in your town when it comes in in the spring and they walk around you know there's 400 booths there and they you know this this little wazer frammer is going to help you you'll never uh heal a putt again you know off your camera how how do people evaluate those things uh, should they yeah, a couple of bit. Well, because training aids can be really helpful. Uh, a yeah. couple of things I would say. One is is that um, it it should be relative. It should be simple to use. Um, anything that's really complicated, I always kind of get. Hey, I don't know about that. So, like an alignment rod, right? Yeah. You don't get much more simple than that, but it works because it's simple. It's easy to use. Um, you know, straight lines, chalk lines with putting, things like that. Um, my buddy Martin Chalk, who's a great instructor, came up with the smart ball that goes in between your arms. You know, simple thing to keep you connected. We actually. Uh, developed one also uh, called the stacker um, that's kind of similar along those same lines, like simple, easy to use. That's number mm -hmm. one is, is it should be simple and easy to use. Number two is I would say, is it been around for a while? If it works, people will buy it. It'll be around. If it's something yep. that's just kind of new and hot and you're like, hey, I don't know about this. So those would be my two bits of advice. Find something that's simple and easy to use and hasn't been around for a while, because if it has, it probably has some validity. Um, I think we're running out of time here. Uh Todd, but Todd is going to stick around for after hours. So again, um, what's your website and give them, give it to them one more time where they can find your book. Yeah. So a couple of places. Number one is you can find like our, our golf academy stuff at Sanford sports, search Sanford sports, and then golf. You'll find all of our academies. We've got a couple around the Midwest here. Uh, us golf TV. That's our yeah. YouTube channel. That's where you're going to find all kinds of great free content. And then the book is called the bad lie. Um, you can find it on Amazon. It's probably the easiest place to get it. And, uh, you know, hopefully it helps you understand your game a little bit and, and enjoy, you know, enjoy your days on the links. 
Todd Kolb, thank you very much. Todd's going to stick around for after hours. And Todd, uh, Todd, it's been uh, really fun to talk to you. I appreciate the opportunity. No problem. Go out, play some golf, take care, be kind, and have fun, everybody. See you later. Grilling at the Green is produced by JTSD Productions, LLC, in association with Salem Media Group, all rights reserved.